The title of our message this morning is Seasoned with Salt. It's going to come on the screen. Hey, please come back. Don't go into your kitchen right now. You don't have to think about the steak you cooked last night or the chicken or how much salt you had to pour in. You know, me growing up as a, as a child, I used to be in trouble uh, so much with my mom. Because every time she served us food, I used to put salt without even testing the food. She was like, have you tested the food, Justin? No, I know there's not enough. And sometimes people do that. And, uh, you know, Pastor Lim is here. No, he's not in here. It's okay. I can talk about it, right? Pastor Lim is like me as well. We always add salt in our food before we test it. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were not in here. I love you, bro. <laughs> Anyway, um, sometimes um, I believe that salt is very important in our lives. And uh, I have come, when I was reading the Bible, I realized that God calls us so many names. Maybe you, you might have been here and uh, you might have been called in the past names that you're not probably part of. Uh, maybe you, you were called uh, names that don't really honor you or really define uh, who you are this morning. Maybe you might be called uh, names that really don't honor Jesus. You might have been diminished uh, to where you live your life. The name people have called you in the past. Maybe it is because the way you're living your life. Maybe somebody called you uh, useless. Someone called you, you are not worthy. I want to tell you that Jesus has a better name uh, for you this morning. He has a greater name that he has called you here uh, on earth. And we're going to be looking at these names because I believe if we can hold on on these names that God has called you, we'll be able to fulfill the purpose and the mission that God has given you already. Because your past doesn't define you. It is what you do right now that is going to help you to determine uh, the position you're going to be in with Jesus. The position and the influence you're going to have uh, in your society this morning. And this name, I believe that God has called us, our name is going to help us whenever you are down, whenever you feel overwhelmed, whenever you feel unworthy, you could always go back and look at these names and really understand the identity and influence that God has called you to be here on a planet earth. Are you ready for those names? You know, I want you to focus on this because forget about what people have called you in the past because this is what God says that you are. He calls us mighty men of God. Did you know God has called you to be a mighty man and a woman of God? Did you know that he calls you conquerors? Did you know that he calls you overcomer? Did you know that he calls you saint and priest? Did you know that he calls you kings? Did you know that he calls you a new creation in Christ? Did you know that he calls you his child, the child of God? Did you know that he calls you his branch of the true vine? Did you know that he called you friends of Jesus? Did you know that he calls you justify and redeemed? Did you know that he calls you sanctify and saint? And did you know that he calls you temple of the Holy Spirit? Those are the names that Jesus has called you. And your identity should be wrapped in these names that he has called you. You know, I believe personally that names has a huge significant meaning. Are you ready for this? Please don't overcall me this name, but I will tell you. It's okay, right? We're in church. I love milk, right? And uh, in my tradition, somebody who loves milk, they call them Rubunda. So my nickname back home, my mom would call me Rubunda because I love milk. So when I came to Zambia, I was like, you know what? I can brand in. I can be Rubinda. So every time we used to ask him, what's your name? My name is Rubinda. You are lying. I'm like, no, it's true though. <laughs> so anybody who loves milk here? I cannot have black coffee without milk. I don't know. It doesn't taste right. There's something wrong with it. 
So I believe that names have something significant. Really, it carries weight. Uh, in, names carries huge weight. And um, you might be having a name that you're not proud of. It's all, it's all good. Just give it to Jesus and uh, really focus on what he has called you. So I believe that names have really, really huge meaning uh, in our lives. But really what I love about this is that no matter what name you've been called, there's a greater name that God has called you to. And we're going to look at one of the names that I believe, that, that it is connected to the mission that God has given us. And this name is found in the book of Matthew, and it's the name which called Salt. And we're going to be reading from the book of Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 13 to 16, and it says, You are the salt of the earth. God called you. You are the salt of the earth. But the salt loses its saltness. How can, they be, how can it be made salt again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and tempered uh, underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under the bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light uh, to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before, the, before others, that they may see good deeds and glorify your Father uh, in heaven. You know, when I was thinking about this, I, I started looking back on this great name that God has called us. You know, he called us mighty men and women of God. He called us conquerors, called us overcomer, prince, priest, our kings. This, then all of a sudden he called us the salt of the earth. I was a little bit offended. I was like, how could you call me king? Then you just compare me to be like, you know, the plastic bottle people put on a, you know, on a table, the salt of the earth. It, it felt like, why? Why would God call me these great names, but also compare me with something like salt? Something that sometimes when we have so much in our hands, when we are, you know, sorting the food out and we have excess, we just thrown out into the bin. You know, something sometimes uh, when you don't enjoy it because you have too much salt, you throw it out, you know. This, did really God mean I was the salt of the earth? Until I started really doing a little bit of study, again, a little bit of understanding of what really God meant of us being the salt of the earth. And I believe this is really connected to the mission, the great mission that God has already given us, which is go into the world, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's the mission God has given to all of us. We are all called uh, to this mission. No matter what life you are living in, no matter what influence you have in a society, no matter what position uh, you have in your company, no matter what school you attend, we all have one mission, which is make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So this is the mission that God has given to us. We all have different purpose. But our purpose should be connected to the mission. But do you understand that? Do you understand that's the mission that God has given to you? Do you live by it? Do you actually, are you intentional about making disciples? When you wake up in the morning and go to school, do you go and say, you know what, I'm going to attend my class. I'm going to focus with the lecture that I'm having right now. But I also, by the end of the day, I should have talked to one person about the good news of Jesus. Do we ever think about that? Or do we want to brand in into the community and the society that we live in? We're even ashamed about the gospel. How are we living our lives? How are we carrying out the mission that God has given uh, to us? When you wake up in the morning, go to that workplace. Are you 
going to make influence or different in the area that God has positioned you in? Are you bringing the salt into the society? Are you bringing the salt into your, into your area of work? Are you bringing that salt? There's a four key things that I believe that we're going to unpack together to be able to help us to understand what it really means to be uh, the salt of, of the earth. What it really means to be uh, the salt uh, of the earth. What did God really mean when he called us uh, to be uh, the salt uh, of the earth? You know, when you think about salt, what is one thing that comes into your mind? What is one thing that comes to your mind? Me, I think about chips from Hungry Lion because they are awesome and I love them. They're not good for me, but I love them. You know, even yesterday after helping the sisterhood setting up, you know, we came here to Monday to drop off something. And then I was talking, no, we actually came to buy internet at Liquid. Then when we got there, you, you know, when you're near ShopRite, you can still smell chips from Hungry Lion. You know, I was talking to my brother Wayne. I was like, bro, let's get some chips from Hungry Lion. He's like, mm, but we do have time. I'm like, we always have time for chips. <laughs> So we went back and got some chips. And uh, when you think about salt, what comes to your mind? Do you think about your doctor telling you off about the blood pressure? Like, hey, you need to reduce some salt. And Christina says, amen. It's okay, doctor. It's all good. But when you think about salt, uh, do you think about sting? You know, is salt is sting. I don't know about you. Me growing up uh, at home, every time you fall down or you're wounded, one thing they used to put in in your wound was salt. And it was painful. I had to always hide from my mom or from my brothers that I'm, I'm actually hurt. So they don't put salt in it. And sometimes also salt can be used to be able to heal your eye. And uh, we might have Dr. Pastor Lisa in here. You know, if you don't know Pastor Lisa, she's a doctor. Um, uh, not, not, not really qualified one, but she can give you some good wisdom. So uh, I had uh, eye infection a couple of years ago. Then she told me, Justin... You just need to put a bit of water and put a bit of salt and put it in your eye, and it's going to help. I was like, mm, is that true, though? Am I going to get blind after that? <laughs> anyway, I trusted her. I was like, no, she can't lie to me. She's a pastor at the end of the day. So, <laughs> so I went and did the same thing. Then after that, I went to see the doctor. He's like, okay, I can see your eyes is getting better. What did you do? I was like, um, one of my colleagues at work, uh, told me to, you know, to add a bit of water and salt. He's like, that's a fantastic advice. So if you need medical advice, go to Christina. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Anyway, what I'm saying here is that salt has a huge value and meaning in our society. Even in the past, when you look at in history, uh, salt, was, salt actually was used to pay uh, the Roman soldiers. You know, they'll go on a battle and they come back the, the king will give them salt. Can you imagine? And our great-great-fathers, by the way, they traded God for salt. And they will pray for them. It's okay. <laughs> so, but this morning, we're going to look at four points, which I believe uh, that uh, are going to help us to understand really what God was calling us to do, uh, to be the salt of the earth. And number one is salt create thirst. Salt create thirst. If God has called you to be the salt of the earth, 
means that he had called you to be able to clear thirst in the environment that you are in. Are you carrying that responsibility this morning? Are you, are you creating thirst for people in your workplace, in your school, in your community, at home, your friendship, your relationship, to be able to have thirst to develop or to grow in their Christian work? And how you live your life, it's so important. You know, you don't have to go around telling people, hey, give your life to Jesus. Jesus loves you. No, the way you live your life, the way you are diligent, the way you do what you say you're going to do, the way you respond, the way you communicate, you can actually create thirst in people's lives. They can look at your life and ask, what is something different about this individual? What is something different that they carry on themselves? What is something different that they have that I don't have? And that is only can be given, to, can be given by you, by Jesus. Do you walk around? Do you carry him? Do you, are you with him? Are you understanding that he has called you to bring thirst in, people, in people's lives? Do you understand that? You're meant to be creating thirst in every environment you work in. You're meant to be able to represent him. So people, when they see your life, when they see how you live your life, they can always wonder, what is something different about this person? What is something different about this person? And when you know that, and when you understand that, then you can be able to create thirst. You can be able to create an environment. People can start asking the right questions. So you can point them to whom you have actually been impacted by to be able to live your life the way you live it. Because when you look at in the scripture is that Jesus, every city he walked in, Jesus, every environment he walked in, he created thirst. You know, when he was making disciples, he did not even need to go and call them out. Themselves, they left everything they were doing and followed him. They followed him. Why? Because they, has, they saw something different in his life that they never seen before. Is there something in your life that you carry right now that people in your society, they haven't seen before? Do you have that? Do you see that? Do you carry that? You know, we're going to look in the scripture in the book of John 4, 4 uh, chapter 11 to 13. It says, this was a story of a woman at the well. You know, this woman, she, uh, you know, she didn't have a, ba a re really great background because she had so many husbands and uh, she was on her fifth uh, marriage at the time. And when Jesus came to the door, at the time, the, 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 the disciples had gone into the city to buy food. And then Jesus remained in the back. And I believe that Jesus is always intentional about everything that he does. Nothing happened as an accident. He knew exactly where he needed to be. He could have gone with the disciples to buy food, but he left behind. Because there's something that he needed to do. There was something important that he needed to make. And when he, this woman came to, came to dwell water, and then Jesus asked her, can you give me water? At the time in the history, Jews, people, they were not actually, uh, they couldn't associate with the Samaritan. And this woman says, sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well in deep. And the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? This is the time when Jesus had actually told her that I can give you living water. Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it and drank from it himself and drank and drank from it himself and as did his sons and his uh, livestock Jesus answered uh, Jesus answered everyone who drink this water will be thirsty again the water from the well but whoever drink the water I give them will never be thirst indeed the water I give them indeed the water I give them will become in them 
a spring of water, a spring of water leading up to the internal life. You know, I love that. Jesus was talking to, was talking to her that he has something different. He, he, had, he had water which was completely different from the water this woman had. That this water, if you drink from it, you'll never be thirsty again. Do you have something to offer that is different from what people have right now in your society? Do you carry something different that you can actually offer so for people to be able to walk within a purpose, for people to come back to Jesus, for people to look at your life and say, you know what, there's something different about this individual. What it is, do also people start asking the right questions? Because it says when this woman, when Jesus started talking to her and started telling her about her past and how many husbands she had and all that kind of stuff, then she started asking the right questions. She start asking the right questions. When you are living your life today, does people approach you and ask the right questions? What question does people ask you this morning? And what answers do you give to them? When the people ask, what can you give? What do you have? What do you have? You can only give what you have. And you can only gain something, especially here as you journey with Jesus. You can only grow in his calling when you actually spend time with him. Do you have something to offer this morning to people in your society? Because when Jesus, after she spoke to Jesus, she went on and actually started talking about this man that she met. And she started telling the whole city about this man that she met. And this was her testimony. There's a power in our testimony. There's a power in your testimony this morning. What is one thing that Jesus had done in your life that people need to hear about? What is one thing that Jesus has done in your life that you need to share to get thirst for other people to be able to actually to start, you know, asking the right question on who is this person has done this in your life? Because we all carry a miracle in our lives. Doesn't matter how big or small, but everybody got a miracle Jesus has done in their lives. But are you willing to step out and share what Jesus has done in your life to be able to disciple those who need to hear about him? To be able to, under, to help them to understand the love of God. To be able to help them to reach, to, to discover their kingdom purpose in house, but also outside the house this morning. You know, people come, people, you can only have an impact when you have co- contact. You can have an impact when there's a contact. Anything in this life that had an impact was due to the contact. But are you connecting with people? Are you willing to go outside your comfort zone to be able to have the contact so you can have an impact for Jesus this morning? And what are you doing about it? And how do you need to do it? When people come into contact with you, do they get thirst this morning? Do they get thirst for what you have? Do they ask the right questions? You need to be able to be in contact to have an impact. Number two, salt bring out flavor. I believe that salt bring out flavor. I'll need two people to come and help me this morning. Jonathan, you can come. It's okay. I know you love chips, bro. So it's a blessing. Just come. Lauren, can you come and help me as well? Is that okay? Okay, nobody will say no to chips. Who else wants some chips? Auntie D, you can come as well. It's okay. All right. So I've got some chips here, and one pack of chips has, has salt, and the other one has no salt. When Rowan read that, you can have that one because it doesn't have salt. Why are you so selfish? It's okay. You can share. It's fine. Yeah, it's, I've got plenty. You know? 
All right. I want, the, I want them to help me preach this morning. I want them to test some of the chips, uh, which has been prepared by, you know, one of the great restaurants around here. I want you to test this. Tell me what you think. Okay, no. It's, it's testing. It's not eating all of it, bro. Come on. Eh? Ronan, it's okay. You can have more. <laughs> okay. Jonathan, what do you think? Just nice. Just nice? <laughs> can you test these ones for me? Test some of this as well. These are flat. These are flat? Why do you think they are flat? They don't have salt. They don't have salt. Awesome. You can have the salt one. Rowan, you can have non-salt one. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> some people want some chips as well. <laughs> it's okay. You know. I did this because I wanted you to help you to understand. You know, any, if you ask any chef in this uh, world, they will tell you that any food they have to cook, they add a bit of salt to be able to bring out a flavor. So what I encourage you this morning is, are you carrying enough salt to be able to bring flavor in your society? Do you have what it takes to bring out a flavor in your society? Because flavor determines Everything. I remember growing up as a young Christian. I wasn't a Christian back then. I used to go to Catholic church. I thought, you know, I'm good. So I used to, I used to, I used to know all the prayers. You know, there's even time in the school I used to argue with Christians, trying to convict, you know, convince them to come back to Catholic church, because uh, I was the head of Catholic church in high school, and uh, my I had really, really interesting background, and um, I used to argue with them and just with Christians just trying to help them to, to leave uh, the Pentecostal church they're going to, to come to Catholic church. And then something else happened in my life where things changed. And uh, you might be wondering, how did I end up here? You know, I used to, um, towards the end of high school, just after 10 to 18, when I finished high school, me and my friends, uh, we used to um, uh, enjoy going out like everybody else. And if you went out last night, it's okay. Just listen in. And um, we used to love going out, and uh, there was this barman, his name was Tommy, and Tommy was very smart. And every time we locked up, Tony, Tommy was always prepared some really, really nice uh, salty nuts like the one I have right here. And uh, when we walked in the bar, he would immediately put them in the counter, and they would start eating. We would start eating. But Tony was very intentional. The reason why he did that was that so we can buy more alcohol. So we can drink more. Then he will put more salt, and then we eat, we drink more. He'll put more salt, and we'll drink, we eat more. So what, the, the point here is that, do you carry enough salt to be able to add a bit of more salt in your society, and people to be more thirsty about what you have, be able to understand, or to actually be more thirsty for Jesus this morning? Do you have enough salt to be able to bring flavor in your community, to be able to bring flavor in your society, to be able to bring flavor in your school, to be able to bring flavor in your workplace so people can be hungry for Jesus? Are you carrying enough salt this morning? Do you need more salt this morning? Because when the Bible talks about that salt bring out flavor, we meant actually to be able to bring flavor in every environment we step in. Because this world is crude. Everything is just dying down. 
and just looking for you and I, for people who's going to step up and bring something different in the society, bring hope in the society, you know, bring hope in the society. Are you willing to carry that hope of Jesus? Are you willing to share the good news of Jesus this morning to be able to bring out flavor in people's life? Because when we look in the scripture, every step Jesus went, every area, every city he visited, he brought flavor in those people's life. He healed the sick, he brought flavor. You know, he, he healed the blind man, he brought flavor. You know, he healed the woman who, who had a bleeding disease for 12 years, he brought flavor. What flavor are you bringing in people's life this morning? Are you carrying Jesus with you? Or do you leave behind, or do you leave him in your bedroom after you pray in the morning? Or do you leave him here on Sunday and then go back and live your life and come back to find him? Are you carrying him? Are you carrying him? Are you bringing him forever every day? John 10, 10 said, the thief come only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and life uh, to the full. You know, that's what the enemy does. But you know what Jesus came to do? He came to give you forever. He came to give you life and life uh, to the full. But do you see it? Do you see it? Do you understand it? Do you understand it? Just like these chips. One bow didn't have flavor, but the other bow had a bit of salt, and the flavor changed. And the flavor changed. And the next point is salt preserve. You know, I had a chance back in 2012 uh, to travel to Uganda, and um, we went to this lake called Lake Victoria, and uh, it's really awesome lake. And that's where the river now started from. That's where the source of the river now is. And it goes all the way to Egypt. And um, when we got there, there was a fishing company. And uh, I saw the fishing company they were doing something different. Uh, at the time, when they, uh, they were used to pack this massive fish in the, in the bucket. And then what they used to do is they would add salt around the fish. Then I was confused. Like, who's going to eat this fish? It's probably going to be too salty to actually eat it. So what they told me was, no, no, actually, for us to be able to transport this fish, uh, the fact that we don't have the, uh, you know, the, the, the truck which has um, fridges, we have to add salt to be able to preserve them so they don't go off. I was like, that's very interesting. So people, when they eat this fish, it's not too salty. They're like, no, no, usually fish has protections on the skin. Once you peel off those um, scales, then the, scale, the salt goes with the scales, and then the people can actually eat the inside, which is actually more fresh. I was very, like, confused. I'm like, how is that possible? And really, when I was reading this scripture, it reminded me, as a Christian, we are called to preserve one another. We are called to protect one another. We are called, actually, to look uh, for interest of one another. You know, we are called to love. Pastor Lee mentioned it last week. If you have issues with a brother and a sister, talk about it. Find a solution together. You know, the salt bring out, bring out preservative in our lives. So if we are called to be able to, we are called to be the salt of the earth, Jesus has called us to protect one another. What is one thing that you need to protect in your society this morning? Because we can see in our society today, our things has changed at the moment. There's so many crazy things that are going on in this society today. Everything is bad. You turn on the news, everything is bad. There's a war in this country. There's, um, now there's a new development, which I believe is just crazy. You know, there's now LGBTQ and KKK, whatever. Now they have lost, they have lost, they, even know, they don't even know the limit. 
you know, there's something that we can bring about to be able to preserve what Jesus has already done. But we need to be able to be in a position to protect one another. But we can be able to do that by understanding the calling and the purpose that God has for our lives. So are we willing to go outside the comfort zone to be able to bring the preservation, to be able to bring the protection our brothers and sisters need? You know, do we, do, do we, what do you have to offer this morning? Because this world is dying. It's dying morally, it's dying economically, it's dying socially. But there's something different that we can bring in our society today. And you, got, you can carry that responsibility today. And you can carry that responsibility today. And it's simple. It's by loving others. By, you know, showing them the way Jesus has loved you. Sharing them the good news that God has given you. And when you do that, they start actually becoming more thirsty for what you have. For what you have. Which is really, uh, ultimately you're making disciples. They can see, you can teach them about the good news of Jesus. And invite them to come with you here. Because here at Global Heart Church, there's a place for everybody. There's a seat uh, for you. You know, you're here because somebody invited you this morning. You're here because someone reached out to you and invited you. You're here because somebody created a thirst for you uh, to be more thirsty for Jesus, to try to hungry and to understand who he is and what he has called you to do. You are here because somebody extended an invitation uh, for you this morning. I wasn't always a Christian. But somebody had to reach out and really invite me. And sometimes it can be out of your comfort zone. But it's okay because Jesus is with you. The Bible says, if God is for you, what shall be against us? You know, he, Jesus is with you. He, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. So if you don't know how to do it, just ask him. The Bible says, for those who lack wisdom, let them ask. I'll give them. If you don't know how to actually reach out, to make disciples, ask God will give you the wisdom that you need. He will give you the strategy that you need. And the strategy, when you talk about strategy, you can overthink about a lot of things. No, no, it's just to share about the good news of Jesus. What Jesus has done in your life that is different that somebody else can learn from. If there's a power in our testimony. The Bible says that there's a power in our tongues to give life or death. Are you giving life this morning? In your conversation you're having with your friends, in your conversation you're having with your colleagues at work, in your conversation you're having at home with your family, are you bringing life? Are you bringing life? Because people need more life. People need people to talk to every day. But you can be that person to bring the different in the society today. You can bring that person to bring about something different, really to reflect who Jesus is uh, in your life. And as you do that, you start making disciples. You start making disciples. So start bringing life into life and protect uh, one another. Psalms 82, uh, verse 3 to 4, it says, Defend, uh, defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the uh, afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Free them from the hands of the wicked. You know, we got a responsibility here this morning. You got a responsibility. And here, it's not just talking about the poor uh, poverty in our pocket. It could be poverty in our spiritual work with Jesus. It could be uh, poverty in our mindset. 
It could be poverty in our pocket, but God has called you uh, to bring justice, but also uh, to be able to protect them and love them and be able to help them to work within the purpose uh, God has uh, for their life. But you got to have to step up. You got to have to actually make a decision and say, you know what? I'm going to step up and I'm going to step out. And when you do that, God can actually come alongside you and support and help you and give you the resources that you need. So this morning, I want to encourage you. We have a responsibility here. We got a responsibility to make disciples. Let's focus on the mission as we accomplish the purpose. Uh, let's not confuse between the purpose and the mission. Yes, God has called you to be a doctor, but also in that hospital, he has called you to complete the mission, which is making disciples. You can be able to bring that out. God has called you to be an accountant in your, in your workplace, but you can also make disciples. You can fulfill the purpose as well as fulfilling the mission. The purpose is an environment that God has created for you to actually complete the mission. But you got to have to understand that. There's different. There's different. There's a different. So don't forget about the mission. Last point. Salt needs to come into contact for it to have actually an effect. Salt need to come into contact for the salt to have an effect. So you need to be able to connect. You need to be able to, for you to have an impact, you need to have a contact. You need to be able to connect with one another. I know sometimes you say, no, 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 you know, Pastor Justin, me, I'm an introvert. So I don't think I'm called to this. No, no, there's people who are introverts in your school. There's people who are introverts in your society. There's people who are introverts in your in your workplace, who actually wants somebody like you to talk to? Who's somebody who's just going to sit down and listen and don't talk? And with that, you can actually reflect the love of God in your life. You can actually bring out the salt that you have. You can bring out the flavor that Jesus has given you. You can bring out the preservative that God has given you. But you got to have to step out. You got to have to step out. You got to have to connect uh, to have an impact uh, this morning. Uh, you might be an extrovert person, and it's okay. It's good, actually, sometimes. You know, there's people who just, who won't stop talking. And every time they walk in the room, everybody knows they're there. You know, we need those people as well. You know, we all made different. We all made in God's image. I believe God must be crazy, right? When I think about him, I'm like, who, who like, it's hard to comprehend. You know, he can be introvert, he can be extrovert, he can, like, he's everything. So if you are made in his image, that means that it's okay to be extrovert. There's people who need to hear from extrovert people, and there's people who need to hear from introvert people. If, you know, if you never tasted salt, it will never make you thirst. So for you to be able to understand, to be able to, make, you know, actually to have thirst, it's because you tested salt, because there was actually contact that took place. You know, if you never put salt in your food, it will never bring out the flavor. You cannot have an impact. You cannot have, uh, you cannot have a flavor impact in the people's society, in the society without having a, a contact. If salt doesn't make contact with anything, it won't preserve. For fish to be able to, pre to, to be able to be preserved, it has to be in contact with salt. So for us as a Christian believers, we're meant to be improving people's lives. 
We're meant to be bringing out flavor, improving people's lives. Lastly, Matthew 9, 20 to 22 says, Just then the woman who had been subjected to breeding disease for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his crock. She said to herself, If I only touch his crock, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her, te- and saw her take heart, daughter. He said, Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. This woman was breeding for 12 years and she only believed in her heart that if, if only I can have a small contact with Jesus, I will be healed. Are you willing to actually step out of step out in faith and you know step, step out of your comfort zone and say, if I can only have a contact with Jesus. I don't know where you are right now this morning. Maybe you have been away from Jesus. Maybe you have walked away from him. Maybe you never had actually connection or you never had a relationship with him. I want to encourage you. He is here this morning. He's willing to be able to allow you to have access, to have a connection, to have access, to have contact uh, with him. And when that happened, everything changed.